Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Wednesday, the 8th of March, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and coming up today, the latest Indiana farm news, markets, and weather. Eric Pfeiffer reporting on the effort to resolve the GMO import ban from Mexico, and a story on the Indiana dairy outreach effort during this National School Breakfast Week. The Hat Podcast today brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Chief Meteorologist is here with a couple of chilly and dry days, and the corn and soybean markets yesterday worked lower. C.J. Miller with details and Arlen Suderman analysis on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Starting the USMCA dispute process with Mexico and Indiana dairy farmers on the road to Richmond High School. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank reporting on agriculture. The U.S. has asked Mexico to start the process of more formally resolving a long-running dispute over Mexico's planned import ban of GMO corn. Eric Pfeiffer has the story. The U.S. Trade Representative's Office asked Mexico for technical talks under the USMCA trade deal that could lead to more formal dispute settlement talks in the future. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the dispute over GMO corn imports is just one of the topics the trading partners need to work out. There have been a variety of decrees that have come from Mexico. I think the underlying issue here is the need for our relationship with Mexico to be and a trade relationship to be science-based. Whether it's corn or whether it's soybeans or whether it's cotton or whatever it is. If you are creating a concern about the safety or the effectiveness of a particular technology based on culture, that's an issue that undermines the whole trading process. Following months of high-level talks, Mexico's most recent decree called for a ban on white corn, which could interrupt some 1.6 million tons of it here in the U.S. Mexico has sidelined, for now, its planned ban on GMO yellow corn, which it will feed to livestock. Vilsack says Mexico has changed its governmental decrees on GMO imports in recent months. They changed the decree a bit, and I know that at one point in time it involves soybeans and cotton, and I don't think that the revised decree speaks to cotton and soybeans, but in the interest of caution, I suppose, we want to make sure that there's a clear understanding of what their position is. That's why you have the consultation. Vilsack says the process is all about working out the differences between the two sides. I think the point of this is that we've started a consultation. The point of it is that we want to make sure that there is an exchange of information in the hopes that we ultimately get to a better place than we are today. And if not, we'll just continue the process, which is why the USMCA was an improvement over NAFTA, because it creates this process. He remains hopeful that America's concerns can be fully addressed. If not, he says they'll continue to pursue all necessary steps to enforce our rights under the USMCA to make sure America's producers and exporters have full and fair access to the Mexican market. 
I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Taking the message of dairy as part of breakfast each day to Indiana students in schools is now a tradition during National School Breakfast Week. That week is this week. An American Dairy Association Indiana visited Richmond High School to kick off the week Monday. An initiative that's very important to our Indiana dairy farm families, starting your day off right, hoping everyone grabs some dairy as they're starting their day. Um, so it's a really cool event. It's an annual event that we do, um, and it's always fun to partner up with Indianapolis Colts and bring some of their personalities here and really get the students excited about breakfast. Brooke Williams, Director of Communications at ADAI. That Colts personality was cornerback Stephon Gilmore, one of the best in the NFL and a former Super Bowl champion. He tells Hat he, too, gets excited about breakfast. I tell my wife all the time, like, if I don't have breakfast, I'm not going to have a good day. Um, so um, I love dairy. I'm a breakfast guy, so I think it's, it's very important to have breakfast because, you know, it starts your day off. You know, it, it, it puts your day in a on the, on the right track, and um, I'm very supportive of it. I feel like if I got breakfast, I don't even really need nothing else for the rest of the day, so uh, it's very important. Williams says Indiana Dairy partners with the Colts to provide a breakfast cart to the school, and it was set up on Monday. If kids aren't uh, typically coming into a cafeteria to get breakfast, the breakfast cart is a piece of equipment that can go anywhere in the school. So um, as you saw this morning, it's right in the hallway. So as students are getting off the bus, they walk right past it. They can grab uh, yogurt, they can grab a piece of fruit, they can grab an ice cold milk and head off to start their day, go stop by their lockers, get into school, and that way they have a full belly and can really be academically more successful. A little education is part of the appearance too. They make sure students know that one glass of milk offers 13 essential nutrients and 8 grams of protein along with that great taste. Visit winnersdrinkmilk.com to see if your school can set up a visit with the Colts. And the hat video is a great way to see Monday's visit to Richmond. That is at hoosieragtoday.com and our YouTube channel. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. So, yes. you know, yeah. So, yeah. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. After you that. can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably against your will, I'm guessing. Well, and, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to say that's <laughs> fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Pretty simple one here as we take a look at action across the nation's midsection. We're chilly and dry for today and tomorrow. Now, overall, we're not bad.
that much colder than normal. When I say we're chilly, uh, most of us are remembering the start to this work week when we were in the 60s and 70s across the Hoosier State, and we're a far cry from that here today. We will be tomorrow as well. Our next round of moisture, a system that tries to come through the eastern Corn Belt for Friday. The system, though, is doing a pretty good job of splitting. One area hitting the Great Lakes region. I think we'll see some clouds and a few offshoot rain or wet snow showers trying to sneak down into northern Indiana there. And then the other part of it is going well south over the deep south. So most of the state gets missed. We see some clouds and like I said, spit sprinkle flurry activity, but that's about it. And we're back to dry weather for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. On again, off again, clouds below normal temperatures by just a little bit, but not much more than that. Next week is quite chilly Monday through Thursday as cold air dives all the way down into the Florida panhandle. So quite a chill in the air there, but we're not seeing any significant moisture Monday through Thursday. Major storm system coming together over the Great Plains on Friday, and it is in a very warm air mass. So rain and snow for the Great Plains likely trying to kick out and hit us over the weekend of the 18th and 19th or could even linger into the start of the week of the 20th. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. Not much to it this time around, which is okay. Just the fact that we're a little bit cooler than we would like to be, I suppose. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A lower day of trade for soybeans. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Tuesday Farm Market Review. I'm C.J. Miller. This review brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, the only independent seed company at Commodity Classic this week in Orlando. Call them for upfront corn, soybean, wheat, alfalfa, and herbicide pricing. With grain market analysis, it's time to check in with Arlen Suderman with StoneX. And after several straight days of gains for soybean futures, they have fallen by more than double digits on Tuesday. Corn futures also ended lower on the day, but some slight gains for wheat futures. What factors impacted the grain markets here on Tuesday, Arlen? Well, I think the biggest factor is the headlines coming from Washington, where Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell was testifying before the Senate Banking Committee. He'll testify before the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday, probably saying very similar type of things, but basically re-emphasizing the fact that rates need to go higher and longer than what the market has been pricing in, and even that we may see them quicken the pace again of rate hikes going forward because of the robust economic data that we've received since the last Fed meeting. And that created fears that uh, interest rates are gonna slow down the economy significantly, reducing demand for commodities, uh, putting us into a recession. So it was pretty much a, a risk off type of day. It was unusual that uh, wheat was able to break the stride but that and go higher, but that was largely because we've already come down so far that uh, a lot of traders see some value with wheat at current price levels. Soybeans, we're getting up into some pretty high territory near some areas of chart resistance. And with a big Brazilian crop coming on and the Argentine drought largely priced into the market, they decided to pull back today with these headwinds into broader markets. Uh, let's pivot now, Arlen, and talk about the livestock markets because the last time that you and I talked, Arlen, you were telling me that cattle prices are being impacted by tighter supplies. 
What other factors are impacting both cattle and hog prices, Arlen? Well, the economy is certainly going to be a factor there. Uh, We're looking at tightening cattle supplies through the year, expected that we're going to see beef production drop 8 to 9% from the previous year's level. Uh, And as supplies tighten, that generally pushes prices higher, and that's what's been happening at this point. But what is the consumer's ability or willingness to pay for that beef going to be? That's a question we don't have answered yet, and it's going to hinge a lot on what the consumer sees the stock market doing. And so even though this week's expectations is that cash prices for cattle are going to continue to trend higher as supplies continue to tighten. But the questions about the consumer are going to continue to ring with this market for much of the year. Once again, Arlen Suderman with StoneX. Settlements from Tuesday, May corn down two and three quarters at 634 and a quarter. July at 622 and a half, three cents lower. May beans falling 13 and a half to 1515 and a half. July beans at 1504 and three quarters down 12 cents. And May wheat gaining two and three quarters to 698. April live cattle 12 cents lower at 164. 597 and April lean hogs sharply higher up a dollar 32 Tuesday to 8480. Well, Commodity Classic is this week in Orlando and Eric Pfeiffer and I will be hitting the road and giving you reports from Commodity Classic, so be sure to check out all the latest updates at hoosieragtoday.com. And that's your Tuesday farm market review for your Wednesday Hoosier Ag Today podcast. It's brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust for Andy Eubank, Eric Pfeiffer, and Hoosier Ag Today Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.